Podcast Movies Edition, presented by Phil Hinton. Hello and welcome to the Movies Podcast. Coming up, we look at some of the movies we've reviewed recently on the website. Uh, joining me, as always, is Jer, Mark, and uh, Simon. So, uh, hello, lads. How are we all doing today? Fine, thanks, Very well, Phil. Phil. Hello. <laughs> and we've got Jer. Yeah. You can't go anywhere with him or without him. So, uh, we're going to talk about some of the discs that have been reviewed recently and uh, which are up on the site, avforums.com forward slash movies. And uh, let's kick things off with one I know that Jer likes, uh, probably because he practices it in his bedroom all the time. Men who stare at goats. Uh, tell us all about it, Jer. Yeah, I do like staring at goats, Phil. And uh, Men who stare at goats is a great little movie that was released uh, last year. It was directed by uh, Grant Hesloff and based on the novel of the same name by John Ronson. Uh, you know, as soon as you start up the movie, there's a, a little kind of blurb that comes up saying more of this is true than, you know, you'll actually believe, you know what I mean? And that immediately always grabs my attention. And movies always try and, you know, recreate reality. And a line like that immediately, you know, just grabs my attention, like at the end of Goodfellas. So it's based on a, a, a journalist's uh, experiences, uh, as he stumbles across a secret branch of the U.S. Army called uh, the um, New Earth Army. And the New Earth Army um, was uh, in existence in the uh, 70s um, in the, the U.S. Army. And um, they basically looked to practice psychic warfare um, on the enemy. And apparently, the, you know, as it goes, a true story, it started when the Russians uh, started a rumor about the French practicing remote viewing, which is basically being able to teleport your mind to any place in the galaxy and spy on other people. So the US went, well, we're not going to let the bloody French away with this. So they started up, apparently, the very first psychic warfare division. Uh, these guys were crazy. The stuff to get up to, they used to uh, use LSD as some sort of a truth serum and exper- experiment with all sorts of drugs. And uh, it actually went awry when a US soldier, after taking a huge amount of LSD actually jumped off a building and killed himself. So there's all this sort of stuff. They they apparently started the um, experimentation into non-lethal weaponry that we see now, such as uh, sonic guns, which featured in the Hulk, and uh, beanbag guns and the like, and um, were just absolutely crazy. Uh, so that's basically what forms the premise of this story. Um, the, the reporter is played by Ewan McGregor, and he happens across... Um, a lunatic of a man played by George Clooney. And George Clooney's character is actually um, a mix mash of characters who feature in the novel. And um, he he's, uh, you know, and Ewan McGregor is enamored towards this story because he feels this is his big break and he's going to make it huge. So he starts basically following Clooney around. And uh, as they get themselves into deeper and deeper scrapes, Clooney begins to elaborate on the backstory of the First Third Army. And the leader of the First Third Army is played by um, Jeff Bridges. So he does a kind of a big Lebowski, the dude-esque character, stoned, long hair, hippie, you know, and he teaches 
uh, George Clooney and Kevin Spacey, who also features in the flashbacks uh, and in the movie as well, uh, had to become psychic super soldiers. So, yeah, it's a great movie. It's a bit silly, you know, it, contain, it uh, contains some very, very strange concepts. And if you're looking at it from a rather, uh, you know, standoffish point of view, you'd think to yourself, this is absolute, complete nonsense. How could any of this even possibly happen? This is rubbish. But... If you kind of know about what went on during the likes of World War II with the insane experimentation and twins and all sorts of mutations that went on and experiments like into the Telsa anti-gravity project, you begin to realize that these things did actually happen because back then it was all sorts of witchcraft that people didn't know about the unknown or the human mind and it seemed like a, an attractive uh, area to branch in out to, to uh, use as weaponry. So yeah, I must say I enjoyed it. Um, Great movie, great bit of fun. Not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but uh, it's a very, very good-looking Blu-ray, and uh, I'd recommend it. So you've obviously piqued my interest in it. Um, I had absolutely no interest in it till I heard you uh, eloquently telling us all about it there, Jared. But um, what was it that you liked most about the film? What what was it that, that sort of grabbed you in and uh, made it an enjoyable experience? I suppose it was... Um, I love George Clooney. He's one of my favourite actors, as is Jeff Bridges. You know, two guys, like, whatever they're in, uh, you know, I make a reference to Welcome to Collinwood with George Clooney because it's this type of really off-the-wall, off the crazy, loon kind of a character that he's playing. And he does it so well. Uh, so it's not like his other straight man stuff like Up in the Air, which is also not a bad movie, but his character is absolutely hilarious. You see him dance, you see him pulling these amazing facial expressions. And then you got Jeff Bridges, which who can't really put a foot, foot wrong. And... Um, his character, Bill Django, is another absolute lunatic. You got Kevin Spacey playing the bad guy. Uh, he's some sort of another. He's he's a psycho psychic, if you know what I mean. Uh, there's a great scene in the movie where um, he he's 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 looking to really annoy all the other uh, soldiers who are training under Bill and really throw them off the game. And uh, he the one of the soldiers is getting married and he goes up to the uh, bride and goes. Congratulations on your marriage. I'm sorry it doesn't work out. <laughs> so he's like he does all this kind of stuff, you know. And uh, it's just like it's 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 the characters and there's a lot of slapstick and the main plot is it it basically hurtles along and uh, you know it's just it's a good exciting good movie. The end does falter a bit though, so that's why it only got seven out of ten. But yeah, it's well worth a watch. Mark, it's it's quite interesting hearing about these things that obviously there's websites dedicated to this kind of thing that used to go on in the U.S. Army and. And also in Germany and so on. So, is that something that which you think's been well used as a plot device here? Yeah, I, I think it's one of those situations whereby it's almost impossible to make a real, um, an over-the-top comedy about it because the subject material itself is so absurd. You know, it's um, it's impossible to really make them sound any more ridiculous than they were when you have men who are literally staring at goats. You know, so I think it's prime material for comedy, and it's certainly got, I'd say, almost a... Maybe it's just the, the inclusion of George Clooney, but almost a Coen Brothers-esque absurdist nature to it. Well, is, is, it is, is it believable, though? I mean, is it sort of? I mean, you, you said it's sort of based on fact or whatever. I mean, is, is it believable? Is, I don't know, Jedi powers or something. I don't know. Well, they've got no lightsabers, but oh, well, that's just rubbish. Then. Oh, you see, it. that's complete fantasy. Killing goats by just staring at them. Yeah, you could possibly do that. You could eyeball them. Do you believe it? Drop. Do I believe it? Oh, absolutely. You don't know when that woman done in World War Two with uh, what was his name, the Angel of Death, that guy. I can't remember his name. 
He did crazy. No, he wasn't the Ellsworth. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember his name. His right hand man. Guy. He was. He was. A, he was Goebbels. a doctor. Yeah, Goebbels. Yeah, right. Goebbels. Google. 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 Doctor Google. Google. <laughs> right. Evil. Evil as hell. Doctor Google. Oh, it's on the end. Doctor Google. Doctor Google was super evil. So he used to do experiments on twins, and what he used to do was he used to inject like some sort of. Uh, colorant like food colorant into the eyeball of twins young twins to see if it changed on the other twins eyes madman and that's not he did loads of other stuff but the nazis did huge experiment and uh, experimentation into this thing called the telsa which was an anti-gravity machine and was also able to use uh, produce continuous electricity and there's huge cons- ter- uh, conspiracy theories out there that you know uh, electricity is actually, you know, free and, you know, there's some sort of reverse electricity generator in your transformers and all the sorts of lunacy. <laughs> Google it, not Dr. Google, though, because, you know, he sends you to the wrong site. Go to Yahoo, Yahoo it. And, uh, <laughs> uh, so, so you actually think people will sit and stay at goats? They actually yeah, well, did well, that? Well, I don't know about that because the movie, the movie does it very cleverly. So... When we're in real life, modern day, everything is kind of going along, you know, naturally. And all of George Clooney's exploits could kind of be, you know, put down to fluke. Any of the escapes they have. He doesn't do any special powers at all, right? He's got this amazing thing called the Raptor or something like that. A a fucking weapon that he uses, which is pretty cool. But um, when when you go to the flashback and you actually see them staring at the goats and, you know, projecting their mind and being able to see through walls and run through walls and all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it actually happens. So you see him performing these amazing feats. So it kind of does, you know, the flashback narrative and George Clooney's storytelling to you and McGregor. 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 <laughs> you and McGregor. His, uh, his flashback narrative is, you know, fantastical events, all sorts of crazy stuff happens. But when you're in modern day and in reality, stuff doesn't happen so it's kind of told very cleverly where you know you kind of get the impression that maybe it didn't happen maybe it didn't you're left to draw your own conclusions and that's what uh, i like well, about it. it it didn't happen yeah, yeah. did it it's, it's george clooney's flashback isn't it so he's gonna no say that. well well you see the thing is that it's based on a novel by a guy called ron johnson oh it must be true then it's a, a novel. novel it's a novel it's um it's not, not a, a fiction it is a novel a novel is it a novel are you sure of that well, let's just call it a book. It's based on a book. <laughs> and he plays. He plays. <laughs> he plays you, McGregor's character. So, you and McGregor's interviewing all these guys. But there's also extra features on the movie with the real men behind goats. Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> Join the says behind those goats. Oh yes. But you know, it's kind of like a little featurette and. That features some real generals and colonels who were in the First Air Army Brigade, and they claim to have done all this stuff. They could be <laughs> mad, but I don't know. Yeah, they might have done it, but I mean, they never... Yeah, okay. Yeah. The point is not yeah. whether we believe it's true. The point is whether they actually believed it was true. Yeah, well, that's what it comes down to, yeah. But apparently, there's certain aspects, like they have this thing called the goat lab, where they have de-bleated goats, and they're shot in the leg, and soldiers have to work on them. To do like you know practice like field uh, 
bandagery, you know, whatever you want to call it, field first aid. <laughs> and uh, those still exist. They're still goats being sent to U.S. armies to practice on. And funnily enough, in the movie, it tells you that it used to be called Goat Lab, but none of the soldiers could shoot the dogs in the leg because they're too cute. <laughs> I thought they were goats. So there okay. you go. Yeah, check it out. It's a good movie. I like it. And so, so does both Monkey on the size. So being Irish, I mean, have you tried this? Loads of goats around your way. Have you actually sat down and tried to stare at them? No, cows. I've tried it on cows, but they just licked my face. It wasn't very pleasant. <laughs> I did try it again. Enormous tongue cow on my face. Okay. So uh, that sounds intriguing. Um, so I haven't seen it myself. Any, any other guys seen it apart from uh, Jail? No, but I want to now. Yeah, it certainly piqued my interest. Men Who Stare at Goats, uh, that's up on the site now. And uh, obviously, go and get it. I, I think I'm going to have to go and buy it now and have a, have a watch of that. Uh, another one which I uh, purchased last week, finally got round to watching in 2D, finally, was uh, Avatar. Uh, guys, did you go out and pick this up? And if so, what, what's your thoughts, Mark? I'm afraid I haven't picked it up yet. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm still of the opinion that perhaps we've been a little bit harsh on it. You know, I think it's a typical spectacle of a movie. I, don't, I, I think there's, um, perhaps because of James Cameron's early output, we kind of hold him to higher standards. But post-Terminator 2, realistically, this was always the path that he's been heading for, which is, you know, it's it's a popcorn-munching movie. It's perhaps a bit bloated, a bit long, but it looks gorgeous and it, it you know hits all the right notes for the kind of soundtrack to come in and uh, sell a lot of soundtracks off the back of it and maybe even a few toys, you never know. I've got to say, uh, the film's still rubbish in my opinion, but I've got to say I enjoyed it more where I wasn't messing around with glasses and trying to see through dishwasher. Uh, dish Dishwasher? <laughs> <laughs> you got your, you got your projector in your kitchen? Stupid place for I meant... It wasn't like looking through dish water, uh, was what I was trying to say, by using 3D goggles and all the rest of it. 2D, it looked fabulous. Uh, good job done on the on the transfer, even though it was a long uh, long film there and uh, would have taken quite a bit of compression. I wasn't aware of any obvious issues with it, although I'm not sad enough to stop each frame and get up and have a close look. See, I was thinking, I've yet to, to see the, the disc, Okay, so I can't, you know, I'm, I'm going on Kaz's review and the and people talking about it in the forum about how great this picture is. But then I thought, well, hang on a minute. It's a CGI film, essentially. I mean, Toy Story looks fantastic because it's a CG film. So it's going to look fantastic. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, there's, there's no doubt in it is a computer game. Uh, there's no doubt in that whatsoever. There's, there's no reality. Um, even though the CGI effects are really good, um, you still know that you're sitting watching CG CG characters. You know what I mean? It's... So you're aware of that then? Well, I said, as, opposed, as opposed to being... No, no, no. What, what I mean is um, in, in a lot of these um, CG to reality film, you, you can see the join, as it were. I mean, can no, you... No, you can see the see join. The join as you can were. see the join, but... Uh, uh, and this is my opinion, folks, so don't uh, hold it against me. But I just think it looks like an animation. There's, there there's is an no, animation. There's no sense of realism there whatsoever. And I know people say, well, it's a different world and, you know, he's a seven-foot smurf and all the rest of it. But I, I guess the point I was trying to get across um, was the fact that uh, 
basically it looked better on disc than it did at the cinema in 3D, in my opinion. How was the colours? Um, well, the colours were accurate because I was watching it on a calibrated projector. Nice, nice. I looked at Kaz's review and, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it got very high scores for picture and sound. Oh, there's no doubt well, that the, 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 the yeah, transfer is yeah. perfect. You know, there's no doubt in that. Um, it's just the content that, you know, I still Snap. can't can't warm myself to the content. Although I'm sure, you know, people, uh, the kids, I mean, it's an event movie. It's one of these movies that comes along, what, every, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Uh, I think the last sort of real big event movie was probably Jurassic Park and Gladiator. If, I, if I'm missing anything, then kill me. But, um, you know, it's just one of those event movies which is going to hook in a generation to go to the cinema and, and see cinema as a spectacle, and that's a great it's just it didn't work for me. Yeah. Mark? Yeah, I think, you know, you go back to, as you say, the the idea of the event movie. And I think in modern times, really, it was Independence Day that kind of kick-started that, again, that cycle of one huge mammoth film, the kind of one film to end them all, as it were. But, you know, go back and watch that film, and it's it's pretty dire in places. You know, the, the oh, content... It's really awful. It, but Terrible. there is... There's sufficient there, there's sufficiently enough there to cut together to make what is an excellent 30-second trailer, and that's what they're counting on. That is, that's all that's really needed. And I think, um, I, you know, I, I think the the soundtrack, you know, that I spoke of before, I think that come that plays into the whole um, appeal of the film, and. For some, that is that is enough. It, it's rousing. It's an experience. It's you're never really going to care about the characters truly. I mean, you know, in Independence Day, I didn't really care whether the Earth was annihilated or not. But it's cool now, to watch. Have been good. Yeah, it would have actually. That would have been a bit different, wouldn't it? Yeah. Totally. Well, there always were stories of cheers going up when the the White House gets blown up. But yeah, <laughs> I see but them like... making two and three now. Oh God! Yeah, God help us. And Emmerich's doing them again. I don't know. Two and three. What's going to happen? I mean, like everywhere was blowing up. In number one. Well, obviously they're coming back badder than ever. No, we'll go to there. <laughs> and we've just plan. rebuilt the White House. Oh no! At least we can reuse yeah. the footage. <laughs> There's a builder just putting in the last brick. up. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah, again. Yeah, but I mean, talking about these event movies. Um, I mean, Avatar is. Um, I would say it's it's probably a, a masterpiece when you look at something else that was released in the last couple of weeks uh, 2012 um, oh, what, well that I'd, looks good as well though uh, yeah but who goes to look you know it alright the picture's nice the sound's alright but it's the same thing over and over again it's stupid it's well, what's Avatar? downright it's like silly and... blue yolks hopping around jumping on leaves like blue frogs like that's but, but, but that was you my point back... you know but Avatar's a masterpiece can compared to the trash that was 2012. It's the first time I've ever fallen asleep um, in the cinema oh. room watching a film. Okay, what about Transformers 1 then? As a Blu-ray? Because the only reason I get Avatar... We see, I, I, I enjoyed that as a guilty pleasure. I don't know about you other guys, but I enjoyed the first movie. The second movie, Toilet Paper. Oh, yeah, rubbish. rubbish. But what I'm saying is, would you buy Avatar? The only reason I'd buy Avatar would be for a demo disc. That's it. I probably that's, never watched that's the, the only reason I, That's the only reason I bought it to see what it looked like, what it sounded like, and to look at a couple of sequences. And I ended, actually ended up watching the whole movie. Did you? My, my intention was to chapter skip, and I didn't. I sat and watched the whole thing through once. 
Oh, well, that's pretty good. So it caught your attention then? Yeah, that's pretty good. Maybe I'll check it out then. I'm actually going around to, to Kazzy's on uh, Saturday. So I was going to sit down and watch Where's it. Where's my invite round to Kazzy's? Yeah, well, you see, the problem is you've got a bloody long way to come, haven't you? Eh? Yeah, no, yeah. I would have yeah, made the effort, yeah. though, if I had to be. And all the volcanic ash at the moment, you're stuck where you are. Yeah, you'll just have over. to sit and stare at cows. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so moving on from the event movies um, to one that which I'm going to put my hand up now and say I've never seen, and you guys are all going to say you what, and that's Tombstone. You what? Have you at least Tomb. seen? Have you seen Wyatt Earp though? Nope. Neither. Neither. That's poor. Take away some man points from you, Phil. Yeah, minus fifteen man points. Yeah, Tombstone is fantastic. I can't believe you've never seen Tombstone. It's a great movie. Look at, look, at, look at even the cast. It's got everybody in it. It's, All the guys who... it's just one of those that I've never caught up with, unfortunately. It's, it's one of those that I will buy and I'll watch at some point. It's better the interesting than the good, thing the bad is, and the ugly. We've just Whoa. been talking about kind of event movies and the like, which are essentially, you know, the, the avatars and that kind of thing with no discernible uh, no, story. I'm, I'm going to cut you off there because you're just about to slag me off and I'm not having that. <laughs> What? <laughs> I knew exactly where you were going with that. But uh, what? I was actually going to go into a point, actually, that was nothing to do with you. It was all to do with Wyatt Earp against Tombstone, and which is the more popular. That's all I was going to say. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, where the where's the dividing line? Because a lot of people dislike Avatar and the like um, for being basically mindless, but yet when you have two... Films about Wyatt Earp coming out at the same time. One's perhaps more historically accurate, more entrenched in characterization, which was the Costner depiction of Wyatt Earp. And, but most accept that, in fact, Tombstone is probably the far more enjoyable film. And it, so there is that question of where's that dividing line where you actually say, well, you know, basically bollocks to history, you know, this is a better film. Braveheart. <laughs> didn't like it. You didn't like Braveheart. Nope. Oh wow, that's really disappointing. Sack him. Oh, Sack everybody, him. everybody Sack loves him. that movie, but the thing is that um, the the whole historical thing—it's it, absolute garbage. Absolute garbage. Oh yeah, it's made up. But just so what? So was Avatar. The point is being it, made was everybody. Well, not everybody, because Mark didn't like it. But it, it was a huge success, Braveheart. It was an enjoyable movie. But I think the point Mark was trying to say is, where do you draw the line about his historical accuracy and an enjoyable movie? Is am I right there, Mark? Yeah, that's basically it. Sorry, have we yeah, upset but, you now? Uh, I uh, mean, like, it... you have to detach yourself from that when you're watching movies because most of them are completely fantastical. Are they? I, think I thought they need... were based in truth. You, well, you, you need some kind of entertainment value in a film. Otherwise, you're just watching a TV documentary, aren't you? But what about Films a documentary by film? definition. Well, yes, we're not talking about that, are we? <laughs> <laughs> what are we're we talking, talking about? about? We're talking about the entertainment value of a film. If you go to see a film, you want to be entertained. That's what they're for. They're they drawing you into the story. It has to draw you in. That's the key, regardless of what the content's about. But the Look question is, is what yourself. are you more... The same with the Avatar versus, you know, more, you know, something like Kez or something. The question is, where's the line for you with regards excitement factor? Do you get that through sheer, you know, visceral thrills and, you know, lots of colours flying at you, or do you get it through characterisation? For some people, you know, Avatar will be enough of a film. 
that it will well, be sufficient for them to say ooh and ah and didn't that look wonderful and wasn't that soundtrack you know good when it got very loud that'll be I, enough and I, I don't like think the, you have to knock that I like I like all those aspects I mean like uh, stealth what, what a rubbish movie but strangely oh, enjoyable yeah great you see film. no it's rubbish <laughs> it's rubbish <laughs> well, okay, fast, well fast, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on one, one step further than that and say Commando Commando. Oh, 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 come on. Yes. Where's Commando on Blu-ray? Do you remember the bit where he threw, where it was always cut out of ITV, where he threw the lawnmower <laughs> blade <laughs> across? Yeah. Remember that? And you never saw it. I saw that for the first time only about three years ago. I was like, no way, that was in Commando. ITV. I can't believe it, you mother crushers. <laughs> Let off some steam. God, yeah. But remember uh, bloody Robocop on ITV? Oh, you just couldn't watch it. God, God, the beast too. <laughs> okay, so I, I think we need to get this conversation back to some uh, uh, relevance. Where did we start? Um, tombstone, tombstone funnily enough. Uh, tombstone? <laughs> I thought we started an avatar. I've lost the plot altogether. <laughs> oh, I give up. I'm going to go and stare at some goats. <laughs> so trying to keep this conversation... Um, as relevant as we can, historical facts and all the rest. Another one which is up on the site at the moment, avforums.com forward slash movies. Uh, Passion of the Christ. Uh, this is going to get controversial very quickly. Uh, yeah, let's get it. Jesus, Passion of the Christ. Actually, one of my favourite movies. Not because I'm a Catholic, but because it's an absolutely fantastic movie. For those of you who have not seen it, watch it. It is amazingly engrossing, horrific in scenes, and amazing at emoking, amazing, and it's amazing at evoking emotions. It's all presented in uh, what is it? Aramaic, I think. Is it Aramaic, Hebrew? Yeah, Hebrew. Yeah. So, you know, it's obviously subtitled, but like in foreign movies, that's not a problem for me. But uh, the characters in it obviously are, are are based on the guys from the Bible. For those of you who don't know. But the actors who played them are absolutely astounding. A lot of them are guys I've never even heard of before, apart from James Caviezel, who obviously made his name out of this. But they're absolutely stunning. Um, the woman slash man who plays um, Satan is absolutely terrifying. Some of the scenes of you know donkeys decomposing as people start losing their minds and losing their faith and all of that is absolutely stunning. The soundtrack on it is incredible. The DTS HD Master Audio soundtrack is absolutely incredible, especially at the end is an enormous crack as the tomb is broken open. But uh, yeah, what looks stunning, fantastic cinematography. The coloration and the palette on it is amazingly amazing. So for those of you who haven't seen, I'd highly recommend Jesus. So the those guys, so those guys based on the Bible, eh? the best non-fiction, or is it? Well, or is it the fiction? Because it's not the Bible. That would be too long of a movie. But the life of Jesus Christ. Superstar. Zero the 33. <laughs> yeah, but it's not even that, is it? I mean, this film's about the last day, isn't it? Jesus, 33, four weeks. 33, four weeks and a half. <laughs> so, so um, obviously, Jared, it's going to get controversial, so let's get controversial. Um, so for those of us who uh, don't believe in the Bible, don't believe in God, don't, don't have any religious... Uh, uh, persuasion, swains, but whatever, whatever way you want to say it. Um, what are we going to get out of this film? You'll get the greatest story ever told. Oh, bollocks. 
Yeah, you like that? Yeah, yeah. It's Easter time. <laughs> yeah, we all love Easter eggs. Yum, yum. I mean, like, it's a fantastic story. And, you know, um, brought up a Catholic. I'm not too sure now. I hope my mom isn't listening to this man. I'll be dead. I get enough trouble for not going to mass. Jesus, she hears say that. Like, <laughs> shot. Uh, I'm not too sure. But the story, it's a fantastic story. You know what I mean? It's got everything. Which, which was the there. point I was trying to get you to make. Um, well, I just made it. How easy am I? There you go. I could really like a book there. Absolutely. Obviously not the Bible. Uh, Mark, uh, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, no, I, I pretty much agree entirely with Jer that it, it's it's a very evocative film. I think, you know, you don't have to have any kind of belief in in the truth of the Bible or or otherwise. Uh, to get any enjoyment out of it, I think it's a it's a pretty universal story, which is just basically one of of suffering and then um, kind of coming through that. Uh, it's it's pretty standard story, really. I mean, you know, you could argue that in fact we've taken many of our tales from that story um, from the Bible, like Avatar. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't remember the big, I think. I don't remember the nine foot blue people. <laughs> you haven't read from your Bible lately. From Sunday though. school. I don't remember that. No, it's 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 a bit like I mean, do you have to believe in in you know, ghosties and ghoulies or whatever to get any kind of enjoyment out of the exorcist? Primarily that's there just to evoke an emotion and that that's really what the, the Passion of the Christ does and it does it very well. Very well. I mean, like, it's also amazingly shocking that the torture scenes in it are, well, they're absolutely horrendous. And I don't know what Gibson was trying to do. Gibson is a fantastically underrated director, but I don't know what he was trying to do with with the torture scenes, maybe to really highlight the sacrifice that Christ made, because he's a very devout Christian, as far as I know. He's got about nine kids, doesn't he? Does oh, the, so, so, sorry, does the number of kids relate to how religious he is? <laughs> well... Or maybe he's just very, very rich and can afford to keep them all. I don't know. But anyway, he's an absolutely stunning director. And the torture scenes here, as I said, I don't really know what he's trying to achieve with them, you know, the sacrifice or whatever. But they are horrific. So, I mean, in all seriousness, guys, uh, uh, is is Gibson an underrated director then? Um I'm trying to think what he's done. Braveheart, he did uh, The Passion of Christ. What was his other one? Uh, Apocalypto. Apocalypto. Yeah, which I really enjoyed that. Yeah, so tremendous film. So is is he underrated, Mark? I I think with the correct subject material, I I think he's he's certainly up there with. I won't say the best, but he he's certainly pretty underrated, mainly because of um, well, the headlines that he's made in the news, really. But he he does seem to pick the stories that he wants to tell fairly well, and so his track records, you know, it's pretty strong. I, I mean, I can tell you what, you won't get many American directors making not one but two movies in completely foreign languages with no English at all. And Gibson isn't even American. Exactly. Well, well, he's an American director technically, so you lose. Sorry. No, he's <laughs> he also not he, tits. He's Australian. I know, I know he's Australian, but he's, you know, he's American, really. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome to Jair's World. He also directed The Man Without a Face, which was another underrated movie. Now, I I did, yeah, uh, I'd completely forgotten about that, actually. That was a very good film. Again, uh, pretty brave for him to put himself 
in a film when he was very young, very good looking, and basically hugely disfigure himself. So he's taken some pretty brave decisions. I would say, you know, films in foreign languages making something as universal a tale as the tale of, you know, the last days of Christ and choosing to make it as a subtitled film. You know, there were there were big waves caused by that and people saying that it would push people away from the cinema and it, you know, broke records. It was a massive hit. Simon, do you think uh, that maybe because of what's happened um, off screen and and away from the film set, um, do you think that that's maybe why people have a poor... Uh, view of uh, Gibson these days. I mean, we just have to look back at the uh, the recent awards that Ricky Gervais um, hosted, and uh, his intro forum was uh, less than pleasant. Basically, uh, he, he did sort of so, disappear off the face of the earth after that, though, didn't he? After all of his uh, after his all after all his antics, um, and he's only just come back with the uh, the uh, Edge of Darkness, wasn't it? I mean, like, you talk about Mel Gibson, I mean, like, after his antics. What did he do, actually? Was he out boozing? That's what I'm picking up from this. He was out boozing with hookers. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Some drink driving in there as well. Allegedly. And his comeback movie was The Edge of Darkness. Now, I mean, payback. Well, I, I think, but, yeah, I know, I hated it. Oh, okay. Terrible. But you also hated Alien, so I mean, like, that's no... You know. I, I didn't hate it. I felt it undermined the first film. Right. Uh, what were we talking about? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's try that again. Disassociating that... So Mel Gibson, obviously he's had a bit of media nastiness at the minute for driving around drunk with hookers in his car and whatnot. Allegedly. Allegedly. Three hookers. So he made a comeback movie, and what was a comeback movie? Edge of Darkness. And what did we have a couple of years ago or last year? Taken. They're both exactly the same. So it was a bad choice to movie to come back on. He also did that character a lot better in Payback, which I know you don't like, Mark, but you don't like Alien, so whatever, man. And it was a bad, bad comeback movie for Mel Gibson. And he didn't do himself any favours. If he had released another good killer movie or even directed it, another fantastic movie, the public would have warmed him again because everybody does love a drunk. But he has given rise to the phrase sugar tits, so, you know, not all bad for him. <laughs> how, do you, how do you get that name? <laughs> it's what he said to the female police officer, allegedly. Oh, my God, that is unbelievable. I never heard that before. Right. Going way it's up a great word. I, I, bl- I blame it for trying to be a Scotsman. He's just turned into one, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, uh, unfortunately, we have run out of time this month, so um, I'm not sure what we spoke about uh, in this podcast, but hopefully it was enjoyable and uh, made some uh, semblance of sense to somebody out there, hopefully. And uh, we'll be back again next week with uh, a little bit more uh, focused podcast with uh, the latest news stories and some of the stuff that we're looking forward to coming out on Blu-ray. Don't forget, if you've got any comments queries or uh, suggestions then you can send us an email to podcast at avforums.com or you can give us your feedback under this podcast post in the podcast forum so all I need to do now is thank Jer if I have to Mark and Simon so thanks guys thanks Thanks very much thanks dudes and uh, we'll see you again in two weeks time thanks for listening the AV podcast was presented by Phil Hinton Original music by Andrew Bassett and Richard Cosgrove.
The AV podcast was mixed and produced by Phil Hinton, and the senior producer was Stuart Wright. All content, including sound clips and music, is copyright material and featured for promotional use only. The AV podcast is copyright M2M Limited.